Has Victor Webinyama and Scoot Henderson overwhelmed our thoughts so much that we've missed that this is a bad draft class? It's next on Locked on Jazz. You are Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, how are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Today on Locked On Jazz, we look at threshold numbers. In other words, off of yesterday's show, what are some levels in the areas where we break down players, draft prospect players by data where their performances are below and we don't have a history of success We'll walk through it together and look at it. It might lead you to believe that this is not a very good draft class. I didn't do Victor yesterday, but I did get his numbers, so I'll share that. We'll look at picks 11 through 20 after revisiting 1 through 10 as well. And the Kings and the Warriors throw up a haymaker of awesomeness, and we'll do our lottery. That's all coming up on Locked on Jazz, which is your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers. Boy, are we ever today. And hopefully making it way better to be a jazz fan each and every day. I am David Locke, the radio voice of the Utah Jazz and Jazz NBA insider. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen. Special hello to the everydayers out there. We are free and available on every podcasting app as well as on YouTube. Subscribe, five-star reviews, Hit the bell button on YouTube so that you get notified and join our community that is Locked on Jazz. Be an everydayer with the rest of the crew. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use Locked on NBA to get 20% off your first purchase, last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. It's GameTime. All right. uh, I want to talk on uh, the incredible Eric Walden piece uh, on Walker Kessler. And then I want to walk through kind of what we're doing numbers-wise on draft picks. So first thing is on Walker Kessler article, I just want a tip of the hat. Like to to the Salt Lake Tribune, Andy Larson wrote a really, really great piece recently. Um, Eric Walden wrote this Walker Kessler piece. It's great. This is why you subscribe. Frankly, this is what you pay for. And this is also... Um, you know, frankly, I think if newspapers had been doing this the whole time, they probably wouldn't have had quite the dive they've had. This is really great stuff. The Walker piece is really great because I got to know Walker this year pretty well and puts him in a nice capsule of just this nice kind of geeky, um, friendly, super bright. Like, I think that's important, at least very book smart um, kid who, you know, raised it, raised where he still works, what mom thinks of him. Um Dad's a huge influence. who's an orthopedic surgeon. Brother was the, uh, I don't think he was the valedictorian, but maybe the one below that um, at the high school they went to. And so that was the standard by which he he had to follow. And it kind of, the article's really good if you get a chance to read it in the Salt Lake Tribune. Um, it gets into just kind of who he is, what makes him tick, what he enjoys, how he spent his time as a rookie. Um, and obviously we're going to watch him grow up. Um, and I think the, the real takeaway is how real he is, which I think will be good and thoughtful he is, which is good in a lot of ways. It'll lead to his development and his growth. And then I think, you know, there's some level where I used to always say the problem with Andre Karolinko is he was too real, right? With Andre Karolinko, you'd ask him what his highlight of the season was and he would say it's his three kids' birthday parties. And 
you know, my reaction to that was always like, okay, well, that's actually what I want my friend to say. I'm not sure it's what I want my NBA player to say. It's the right answer. Like you should, your highlight of the year should be your three kids' birthday parties. Um, but, you know, like with Andre, that you kind of probably want your NBA player to be out of whack a little bit. And I don't think there's any part of Walker that's out of whack. So that was my thought on that. All right, so for those who joined us yesterday, thank you very much to the everydayers to do it. Every year for the last now five years, this is our fifth year, so we have four years of data, and I may have to go back and kind of re-finish out this and, and go back to, 20, see if I can go back to 2019 and 2020, 2021, 2022 and, and finish this out and make it deeper. It's become pretty interesting suddenly with four years of data. And for those who were on the show yesterday, you know, I'd, I'd suggest going back to yesterday's show if you didn't, but I'll, I'll give a quick breakdown to it. One is we have athleticism. We have, and I actually have added rim shots after saying yesterday I'd do it. Basically, you're on a journey with me here. We're trying to figure this all out together um, and, and figure it out. So we look at it, transition percentile, how they perform in transition, how they perform in athleticism, and then what they do at the rim I've added this year for athleticism. And then we look at playmaking, which is pick and roll ball handler percentage, um, and then shooting spot-up percentile, catch-and-shoot percentile, unguarded catch-and-shoot percentile. And then creating, which is the jumper off the bounce. So those are the four categories. What happened yesterday is that Keontae George of Baylor, who's a freshman from Baylor, 6'4", 185-pound guard. I don't expect you to know who any of these guys are. You're hearing their names for the first time. I'll try to put them in context for you. I don't know who any of them are. I haven't watched any of them yet. Came in in the 18th percentile in transition. And then Nick Smith Jr., who's projected like the ninth pick, a sophomore or another freshman shooting guard, 6'5", 185, also came in in the 19th percentile in athleticism. And then last night, when doing Jalen Hood Shafino of Indiana, another freshman point guard, 6'6", he came in in the 19th percentile in transition. And all of a sudden, I was like, I don't remember guys coming in that low. And then when I was doing spot-up shooting yesterday, Anthony Black, the 10th pick, came in at the 34th percentile. And then... Jalen hood Safino again came in at the 22nd percentile. And then last night, Julian Phillips came in at the 20th percentile. And I was like, I don't really remember players coming in that low. And then, you know, yesterday we were talking about catch and shoot percentile. And some of these are funky because some of them are G League numbers. And some of them are high school numbers. But suddenly Scoot Henderson's G League numbers was in the 37th percentile of catch and shoot. And Amon Thompson's high school numbers were in the 37th percent. And Jalen Hood Safino is in the 32nd percent. And Julian Phillips was who's the 19th pick. We haven't got to him yet. And Leonard Miller. So these other guys. So these guys were suddenly showing up in this draft at these really low numbers. So I went back to look and see, and this is where I'm probably going to have to do a little bit more research and add to our data, if there's thresholds of concern. Are there numbers that if someone shows up, we actually don't have a track record of success in that threshold of concern. Now, we only have sparse numbers of 2019. I did about 20, just to give you the background, I had 22 players in 2019. In 2020, I did 50 players. In 2021, I did 30 players. And in 2022, I did an intermixing of the top 30, okay? So we might have to try to see if we can fill in some of these gaps, go back, see what we can find. Um, improve our data. So there's some flaws here. We're, we're developing this together. So I looked at these numbers of these athleticism numbers and said, well, wait a second, how many guys have we had 
over the last few years whose athleticism numbers in transition were below 30% percentile in transition. So in 2019, we had Romeo Langford, who has not really panned out yet. Okay, it's early on a lot of these guys. We have Patrick Williams, who I don't know if we know yet. Patrick Williams did not come out well in the numbers. Cole Anthony, I'd say he is getting a lot of time, but I don't know if I think it's panned out. Cassius Winston was at 45. Um, In 2021, the guys that were under that were Keon Johnson, who has not panned out, was the 13th pick of the draft. I actually loved him watching him, and the numbers didn't. Um, Sharif Cooper, a freshman point guard out of Auburn, was in the 23rd percentile. And then last year, the only one was Kennedy Chandler. We didn't actually have a player that we looked at in last year's draft that didn't that had a transition number under 30%. This year we have Keontae George, Nick Smith, Jalen Hood Safino. Three guys so far that we've looked at in the top 20 whose transition percentile is below the threshold that we've seen of success. Not a huge sample size, but to me a pretty big red flag. What about shooting? So I looked at the spot up shooting. I said, okay, you got to really shoot in the NBA. So who are guys that spot up percentile was below 40% and that their catch and shoot numbers were below 40th percentile? In the last, let's go back to 2019. Jarrett Culver, his catch and shoot was at 34%. Cam Reddish, 33% spot up and 27% catch and shoot. Brandon Clark, but that's a big man. He can't, still can't shoot. Nazar Little out of Portland has become okay, but he was 22% and 20%. Romeo Lankford again shows up there in that first year of 2019. 2020, guys that couldn't shoot. Uh, interesting, Anthony Edwards was at 32%. So number one pick, that skilled, able to overcome it. Isaac Okoro, 18%, still a problem. Uh... Patrick Williams shows up again. Precious Atua shows up. He's turned out to be a good player. He just He's not a shooter. Um, interesting, uh, Aaron Neesmith, who turned out to be pretty good this year in Indiana, and Tyrese Maxey were both catch-and-shoot problems. Tyrese Maxey was good on the spot-up, and he was actually half-decent on the off-the-bounce dribble in the 53rd percentile, but was not a good catch-and-shoot guy. So... Um, that one you have to look through, and he obviously has blown that out of the water. He was great last night, particularly. Um, Isaiah Stewart, big man there. Xavier Tillman, another big man, um, shows up in that year of twenty um, of twenty twenty. Some other uh, Paul Reed, another big man, shows up. So some big guys. But you're, if you're wondering, your big guy's going to be able to shoot. The early indicator on those would be that no, if he's not. At that number. In 2021, James Booknight, 14% spot up, 11% catch and shoot. Zaire Williams, 15% spot up, 16% catch and shoot. Trey uh, JT Thor hits that. In 2022 last year, on guys that didn't shoot, um, of spot up percentile, only Jalen Williams of Arkansas. Was it 31%? Everybody else in last year's draft, Walker Kessler, spot up percentile was in the 23rd percentile worth, and overall catch and shoot was the 13th percentile. We'll see whether he can stretch it out. So Jalen Williams was the only one in last year's draft that had those kind of, had not very good numbers. This year, 
We have Anthony Black, 34% spot up. We have Jalen Hood, Safino, 22% spot up. And we have Leonard, and we have Julian Phillips, 20% spot up. Catch and shoot guys that are below 40 percentile. Scoot Henderson, Amon Thompson, Jalen Hood Safino. He obviously came out really terribly. Julian Phillips and Leonard Miller. So we suddenly have in this draft a ton of players in the top 20 that are below these threshold numbers of concern. Off the bounce dribble, the same threshold I think I said at 35%. Jerese Walker out of Houston and Leonard Miller show up in that. So is there a chance that this draft is actually laden with all sorts of problems and not very good, but that Victor Webinyama and Scoot Henderson have us so excited that we've missed that? The data would say, yes, maybe that is true. We've added rim percentages. I'll give you that for the top 10 and give you the top 20 coming up. Plus, Victor Webinyama I didn't have yesterday, and I will have for you here in a second. And that's we continue here on Locked on Jazz. Thanks so much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen today. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. The Hyundai lineup of cars is just outstanding. If you want the most you can get for the dollar, It's pretty hard to beat anything on the Hyundai. Right now, 0% for four years on the 2023 Tucson and Santa Fe's in the spring sale event. It's pretty amazing. The SUV of the year is the Ionic. Motor Trends SUV of 2023 is the Ionic 5, the electric. We have it. It's totally fabulous. The lineup of Hyundai cars is just terrific, and the Murdochs make sure that you get the best customer experience you can have, a no-regrets experience, and we want you to have that with Locked on Jazz. So make sure you email me first. If you're looking for a car, take a second, look at the Hyundais, then you decide whether you like it or not, but you should take at least a gander over there. We'll set you up with the VIP meeting. Just email me first at dlock 9 at gmail.com, and we'll get you set up with a VIP meeting over at Murdoch Hyundai. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. This is the spot for you for late game tickets you need to an upcoming event. Don't worry about it. Game Time has you taken care of. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you. 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get the images of your seats, which is super nice before you buy, so you know exactly what you're going to get when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps and you're set, and they're sent directly to your phone. You're never digging through your email to get the answers. Snag those tickets without the stress. Download the GameTime app now, create an account, and use Locked on NBA for $20 off your purchase. Terms and a Apply again, create an account, redeem Locked On NBA for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute ticket deals, lowest price guaranteed. It's Game Time. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen. And a big shout out to all those everydayers that are out there. Tomorrow we'll look at picks 21 through 30. Thursday we'll look at picks 31 through 40. And Friday we'll do our Friday Ask LOJ. And then hopefully next week I'll have had some time to start watching these players rather than just numbers. All right, so I added rim shot numbers to the top 10 players 
Um, and uh, Amon Thompson in high school was amazing. Again, it's high school. As was Asur Thompson in high school. Those were the two rim percentage numbers that were probably the best. Um, red flag numbers below threshold that we just had. Uh, Keontae George has a below threshold in transition percentile. Nick Smith has a below threshold in percentile. And Anthony Black has a below threshold in isolation. And then from a shooting standpoint, Anthony Black is a red threshold below 34% in spot up. In catch and shoot, Scoot Henderson at 37%. Again, those are G League numbers. You got to be a little careful. And Amon Thompson's 37%. Below threshold is a high school number, but still below threshold. A little concerning, particularly on that. And that's it for those guys. Victor Webb and Yama, I didn't do him yesterday because I actually didn't have his numbers, but I got him. So in transition, he's in the 54th percentile. This is probably based on European basketball. So these are adults. Um, his isolation percentage in 53 attempts is in the 66th percentile. He scores 42% of the time, which is high. The only There's only one player. There's no players have had over 20 isolations that's over 40%, and the highest is Cam Whitmore on 29 tries. That's 45%, so 42 is high. Um, he's in the 58th percentile, just 11 pick-and-roll attempts. He had many more pick-and-roll man attempts. He's in the 71st percentile, so pretty good. His shooting's not good, though. His spot-up percentile's in the threshold area of 32%, like a little concerning. Um, probably not threshold in the sense that he's in the European League, but it's worth mentioning that his spot-up shooting is at the 32nd percentile, which puts us on the wrong side of that equation. His catch and shoot's not, though. It's at 55%. It's better. He's 44 of 120. His catch and shoot unguarded is average for the European League. His jumper off the dribble is at the 30th percentile. 29 of 100 on his... So not like unstoppable, I mean, not like perfect, but seven foot four, 210 and does all those things. All right, so let's go through our uh, 11 through 20 as best we can here. We'll see if we can get, uh, we start with Jerese Walker. He's a freshman, 6'8", 240 pound, power forward out of Houston, elite transition percentile, eight, so athleticism, he's really high, 88th percentile in transition. We take... Transition, isolation, and rim percentile for athleticism. He's in the 88th percentile for transition in the 84th percentile in rim percentage. So that's pretty good. Pick and roll, he only handled it 16 times, and he was only pick and roll man 30 times. He didn't do a lot of pick and roll. Kind of played off the ball as a spacer, cutter, slasher, it seems. Um, he was in the 25th percentile in pick and roll and the 34th percentile in pick and roll man. Shooting, 42nd percentile on spot up, 65th percentile on catch and shoot, so nothing special. 63rd on unguarded catch and shoot. And then off the dribble was not was not good. He's below the threshold at 30%. He's at 29%. He was 15 of 49 on off the dribble shot. So that's Jerese Walker, elite athlete, shooting fair, uh, Nothing that makes you jump. Grady Dick, 6'8", 205, out of Kansas. This is pretty interesting, people. He's in the 86th percentile of transition on 117 transition attempts. He's at the 57th percentile of rim finishing, so not brilliant. He did not run any isolation. He ran 37 pick and rolls. He's in the 96th percentile. Scored at 43%, which is the highest pick and roll score scoring rate of anyone so far only on 37 attempts other guys have 200 understand but shows he can do it his spot up shooting is in the 74th percentile his catch and shoot percentiles in the 71st 
His unguarded down to 55, which actually reminds me of Grayson Allen. But his jumper off the dribble is in the 96th percentile. By far the best off-the-bounce shooter, 41 of 89 for a 59% EFG. I have given him a green. Yesterday, the only guy we gave a big, bright green and positive numbers to was Brandon Miller. On 86 percentile athleticism and that kind of off-the-bounce shooting and those pick-and-roll numbers while limited still being good, I'm going Grady Dick as a green. Yesterday, the only guy we put in red on concern was Nick Smith Jr. Well, Jalen Hood Safino is going to get that as well. At 6'6", 213 out of Indiana, he was in the 19th percentile in transition. Interesting, in 16 isolation attempts, not very many, he was in the 94th percentile. He's just at the 31st percentile in rim finishing, and I believe he only had four dunks the entire year at 6-6. His pick-and-roll percentile is not bad. He ran 213 pick-and-rolls. Only Scoot Henderson's run more of guys we've run so far. So he's pretty good at this. 67% pick-and-roll, scored at 39%, which is good. His spot-up shooting, though, 22nd percentile, below the threshold. So athleticism below the threshold, Spot-up shooting below the threshold. Catch-and-shoot overall percentage, 32% tile. Below the threshold, 20 of 64. Catch-and-shoot unguarded, 13 of 43, 25% below the threshold. But then this is wild, and this is where the Tyrese Maxey story is important, that Tyrese Maxey was below some thresholds, put it together, but this guy doesn't seem to have that same athleticism. Never seen him. Um, These are just numbers. He's in the 73rd percentile in jumpers, dribbles uh jumpers off the bounce which is really good he was 80 of 196 he took the most of anyone at 73 percent so there's a bunch of red flags in there on Jalen Hood Safino but that final number is really interesting his ability to play off the bounce let's look at Jordan Hawkins 6'595 pound shooting guard out of Connecticut won the national championship transition percentiles in the 50th percentile in 100 transition attempts which is a lot His rim finishing is just in the 32nd percentile, so a little surprising there. He only, he ran 65 pick and rolls, was pretty good. 63rd percentile, that's encouraging. Pick and roll score rate was 36, he probably passed. Spot up shooting percentile for Jordan Hawkins, 97th percentile. The best spot up shooter we've seen so far in the draft. Catch and shoot overall, 88th percentile. There's one guy coming up here that have better, two guys coming up here that have better catch and shoot numbers. It's interesting in this 11 to 20, we got some guys who can really stroke it um, area. His off the catching, his unguarded was at 51 percentile, 37 of 99. And his jumpers off the bounce was fine, 56 percentile, 35 of 107. So Jordan Hawkins can really shoot it. He's almost a green. His athleticism numbers are just average. and His pick and roll numbers are a little above average. His shooting numbers are great. Jordan Hawkins is is like a light green numbers-wise. He really comes out pretty darn well with that elite-level shooting and not bad at anything else. Kind of exciting. Chris Murray out of Iowa. That's Keegan Murray's brother. 68th percentile in transition, which is good. Not elite, but it's good. Um, 76th percentile in 39 isolation attempts and 82nd percent at the rim. So this is that's really strong. Chris Murray, Keegan Murray's not thought of as an athlete. Chris Murray may have... And one thing I think we're looking for here is you're looking for functional athleticism. Like elite, can you, you're a great athlete, but can do you actually rim finish? Do you actually make shots? Do you actually score? Like those things I think are important. Keegan, uh, Chris Murray only ran 13 pick and rolls. He is in the 98th percentile and is 13, but it's only 13. Um, he ran 14 pick and rolls as the man, as the, as the roller and was fine on those. 
His spot-up percentiles in the 60th percentile, his catch-and-shoots in the 52nd, and his catch-and-shoot on guarded's in the 66th, so he's average. His off-the-bounce dribbles at 45%, 13 to 42. He didn't do much of it. It's interesting. You know, there's, again, no red flags there at all on him. All right, we've got two more guys coming up here who really have some positive things. We'll check on, give you both of those guys, plus a few comments on last night, and then we'll play our lottery. That game last night was just crazy sick and awesome in so many ways uh, between the Kings and the Warriors. Today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Prize Picks. Maybe you played last night. Uh, and got in some of the fun of what's going on with prize picks. It's your daily fantasy sports game. You pick two to six players. If they score more or less than the prize picks projections, you can win up to 25% of your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks, every sport imaginable, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Safe, fast, easy withdrawals. So download the prize picks app. We'll go to prizepicks.com to sign up for your daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 using the promo code LOCKEDON. That's right. With the promo code LOCKEDON, if you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100 back. If you deposit $50, go to $50. You get $50 back. So don't forget to enter the PrizePix promo code LOCKEDON. There's three NBA games tonight you can play. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON, though, and get your instant deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePix. Download the app today. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jazz your first listen. Locked On NBA Big Boards, pretty good. If you're interested in this, you're going to be interested in that. All right, so Dariq Whitehead out of Duke is a 6'7", 220-pound freshman who is in the 28th percentile in transition, which is not great, did not run any isolation, and was not a good rim finisher. 25th percentile. So athleticism, he gets a bad grade. Pick and roll ball handling in 45 is in the 60th percentile, which is interesting. But his shooting's great. 85th percentile in spot up. 94th percentile in catch and shoot. 93rd percentile in unguarded catch and shoot. And he is, as I mentioned, 6'7", 220. So you've got a shooting wing here. And off the bounce, he's in the 71st percentile. Um, So 21 to 55. So the shooting part of Dariq Whitehead, elite the athleticism about borderline scary. Kind of an interesting, so that's why you end up at 17, at 16 in the draft. But pretty interesting. The shooting, I think, is important. And is he athletic enough to handle it would be what the scouts have to decide. Taylor Hendricks out of University of Central Florida is 95th percentile in transition. Not great in isolation. Um, 52nd percent in rim finishing. Because he only made 16th percentile, is only in the 16th percentile on layups. So you have elite transition pers- aspect, not a good rim finisher due to layups. You wonder if you can fix that with 142 rim shots. So he can really, like one of the things that's important on the rim shots is can you get them? 142 is the most of anyone other than Amin Thompson in his high school number and Brandon Miller this year. So this is a guy who can really get to the rim. Um, pick and roll ball handling only ran it 14 times to no avail. Um, he was the pick and pop guy a few times with some success, 25 times with a lot of success at six, nine, two, 10 spot up shooting is in the 73rd percentile catch and shoots in the 79th percentile 
unguarded in the 68th percentile, and jumper off the bounces in the 56th percentile. This guy, numbers-wise, Taylor Hendricks, I don't know a lot about him again. I've never seen any of these guys. Super interesting to me that you've got a guy who's his transition in the 95th percentile, 142 rim shots, making almost none of his layups, and yet at the same time with these really good like shooting numbers. That's pretty exciting to me. I might light green him too um, a little bit from a number standpoint. Like basically teach him how to make a layup. Ohio State freshman Bryce Sensebaugh is 6'6", 235. So bowling ball. This is another one that's super interesting. 63rd percentile in transition. 101 attempts, which is a lot. 70th percentile in isolation. That's one of our best we've had so far. In fact, it's the third best... Only guys that are better in isolation are um, Jalen Hood, Safino in 16 attempts, Cam Whitmore in 29 attempts, and he had 44 attempts. So interesting. Um, His rim shots, he had 102, just the 48th percentile. He ran 53 pick and rolls, was not particularly good at it in the 38th percentile. Shooting, though, spot-up shooting. Bryce Sensbaugh was in the 74th percentile in spot-up shooting. 95th percentile in catch-and-shoot. 87th percentile in unguarded catch and shoot, 19 of 39, and 82nd percentile in off the bounce shooting on 128 attempts, which is about the fourth, third or fourth most of anyone we've seen. I think this is super interesting. I'm going to have to watch him. And again, the athleticism's not bad. 63rd percentile in transition, 70th percentile in isolation. Rim finishing's only all right, but he got there 100 times. Pick and roll stuff's fair, but shooting is elite. And maybe just enough pick and roll stuff for him. Uh, let's get to the 19th pick, and then we'll do to the 20th pick. We'll add him to tomorrow. Julian Phillips, freshman out of Tennessee, 6'8", 200 pounds. And this one, 68th percentile in transition. No isolation attempts, 95 rim shots, 41st percentile. No pick and roll. And so then you're, so he's not, no isolation, no pick and roll. And you get to a shooting, 29th percentile spot up shooting, 12th percentile catch and shoot. 21st percentile unguarded and no off the bounce shooting at all for Julian Phillips. So that is a big time projection uh, right there. If you're taking a guess on him, I come close to reading Julian Phillips in this. All right. Few quick thoughts last night on late game watch with the Warriors. We'll do tomorrow. We'll do 20 through 30 or hopefully get there. Um, Leonard Miller will lead us off, and then we'll look at these. It's fun when we have a pick in each of these spots. So the big, the the greens today are Grady Dick, Bryce Sensbaugh, light greens today, and Jordan Hawkins and Taylor Hendricks. And and from the Jazz standpoint, like I actually am not, wouldn't be surprised if some of those guys don't go nine. Right, Nick Smith at nine, we've read it. Anthony Black at ten has some real concerns to it. Jarese Walker is six eight two forty. Grady Dick might. Be nine. Jordan Hawkins might be nine. Maybe you believe in Taylor Hendricks or Bryce Sensbaugh. Again, I haven't seen these guys play, but numbers-wise, I think there's a chance that we just looked at 10 through 20, and those are guys that actually could be the ninth pick of the draft if you're the Jazz. Um, all right, the next uh, quick thoughts on last night. I think you're seeing incredible. That was incredible. And it's worth noting whose minutes go away. Like, you've got to have a real level of grit to play in this Kings uh Jet Warriors series right now. A real level of grit. And if you don't have it, you don't get to play. Jordan Poole, Trey Lyles, Keegan Murray's not ready yet. He'll be fine, but he's not ready yet. 
Um, and, and it's really incredible. The Warriors can't get, without Draymond on the floor late in the game, they couldn't get anything out of their top of the key action. They're pick and rolls, they're double staggers. They got nothing out of it. They got Clay Thompson off pin downs. And I talked about this all year, that the Warriors' late game offense did not look right all year. They weren't getting their usual stuff with Steph coming off things, Steph playing off the ball, and they have to have Draymond to conduct it. When Draymond was suddenly out of the game, suddenly Draymond... Now you got Steph conducting, and they they weren't as good. This happened to them during the regular season too. Um, it's really interesting. Draymond cost them an NBA Finals. He might cost them this playoff series too, um, with that stomp last night. Uh, offensive rebounding. The two teams that offensive rebounded yesterday won again. Like don't like this is this is real. Um, every game seems to be dictated. Now talking to some coaches in the league yesterday, their point was, yeah, you're getting offensive rebounding when you're getting dribble drive penetration, getting the defense rotating and then it's super hard to rebound out of that and so that's why you're getting that type of of rebounding taking place at that point because of the fact that there's you know you got players scrambling and then that's how you get the rebound all right let's do our lottery as we jam the end of this show in here for you all right jazz are sitting at nine they'll hold at 16 they'll hold at 28 that's no fun but here we go detroit gets the first pick of the draft the number two pick of the draft goes to the charlotte hornets the third pick of the draft is the Chicago Bulls who move up eight spots and hold on to their pick. Orlando, four. Houston goes 22-60 and 60 so they can get the fifth pick. San Antonio goes 22-60 and 60 so they can get the sixth pick. Ouch. Portland, the seventh. Indiana, the eighth. Washington, the ninth. And Utah slides to 10. Dallas slides to 11. And the Knicks get their pick. Oklahoma City at 12. Toronto at 13. New Orleans at 14. Have a great one tomorrow. We'll look at 21 through 30, and I'll probably have played with more numbers and tried to get the numbers deeper. See if we can find more players over the past few years that were under the threshold. If I have the data to go find it, I will, and we can start to build that threshold numbers, those threshold numbers even better. Thanks for going on this Stat Geek journey with me. It is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Thanks to the everydayers who are with us every day because we are Locked on Jazz, your team every day.